Cloud and Clear, the podcast by SADA for innovative business leaders and technology enthusiasts, where we explore how Google Cloud is transforming the industry and what that means to you. Now, here's your host, Tony Safoyan. All right, I'm super excited to have an old friend of SADA's and mine on Cloud and Clear uh, for today. That is Tara Seppa. She's the regional sales director for New England at Google Cloud. Welcome, Tara. Thank you, Tony. Nice to be here. Nice to see you. Uh, really impressed to see the work that Google's done in developing their, their region. Uh, of course, with Michael Clark there, which I know you work with very closely, as do we um, really having oversight over the entire East region. But tell me about how much New England has grown under your leadership recently. Yeah, it's uh, it's been explosive, uh, to say the least. So I, I joined Google about two and a half years ago, and I had a team of uh, five direct reports, and I had a peer who had, I think, six or seven. Um, and we're now uh, just in the enterprise space. I have seven managers and about 60 individual contributors in that, in that crew. So. And that's just seller. So we've got, uh, you know, we have, we're matched on the customer engineering side. We've got partner resources, professional services, and then we have our corporate team, which we refer to as the digital natives that's led by Jim Fairweather. So we're strong in New England. Yeah, lots of yeah. Jim's great as well. We work pretty closely with him. Um, yeah, he is. What's amazing is that, uh, you know, territory by territory, city by city, market by market, Google Cloud's providing customers what they've wanted for a very long time, which starts with this, just the simple concept of coverage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that uh, you hit the nail on the head because when we engage with customers, they're, um, they're sort of astonished at just how impressive the tech is. And, and the statement always comes like, where have you been all my life? <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that's what we're preempting. We want to be there when those moments uh, arise for us to help them solve problems. Yeah, gone are the days because, you know, we've been in the ecosystem for a long time when customers are like, I, you know, I asked for help and I just didn't know who my rep was. I mean, you just don't hear that anymore, especially in the enterprise. And that's just such a great way to start a relationship when they know who their account rep is. I know in the enterprise, in some segments, we're going very, very deep with like one to two, one to three, one mm -hmm. to five, you know, so like an FSR would have. A uh, very small number of accounts, even at the high end in the enterprise, that so that they can give their attention to 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 these large customers who really need it. Yeah, yeah, and we're modeling that same blueprint in New England. So we have a few sellers that have one, two, three accounts, and then the maximum that we have is five or six, and it just provides that level of focus. There's very little distraction. Uh, it allows for us to get to the heart of the matter and and really focus on outcome. What we've discovered ourselves in these engagements, especially in the enterprise, is that uh, it's a lot of work to kind of win the first project, you know, the first investment. And they usually, uh, not usually, but sometimes they start quite small. And then even ourselves, when we had more of a national coverage model, we used to do, you know, a small project or a big project for a large enterprise. And then we would some, you know, some degree disengage or leave or move on. And we talk to them six months later, a year later, and they'd be like, oh, my God, I have these six. I, I love the technology. I want to do six other things. I don't know who to talk. I'm talking to eight different people at Google. And so that's been a big change, I think, in the last you know year and a half, two years, where 
uh, Google FSRs are sticking with the customers, we're sticking with the customers, and they're just giving them a much better customer experience overall in their entire Google Cloud relationship. Yeah, and, and what's um, great is that it's, it's paying off for us. So we're seeing that Google customers are sticking with us. We, we have a very low churn rate because there's a level of satisfaction that the technology brings in that it serves the function that we're promising. But when there's consistency to the account team and to the partnership and whatnot, um, it just it, it builds like a, a very natural partnership between the customer and the vendor, which yeah. is great. It's, it's a really nice place to be. Yeah. And cloud especially with Google Cloud. I mean, I, I, what I love about this ecosystem and this technology is that none of our customers ever buy the technology and don't deploy it. Yes. <laughs> <There's> a, <laughs> yes, exactly. The natural order, like if they buy it, they're going to deploy it. And if they deploy it, they're going to consume it. If they consume a little bit, they're going to want to consume a lot. So uh, it's great to have that opportunity to showcase not just a commercial win, but a technical or, or business win. And then um, all the incentive alignment and consumption economics in, in today's world with cloud is like we're very highly incented as Google, as partners to stay with the customer for life because they're, that is the uh, sort of the horizon of their relationship is the lifetime, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, and it drives a level of accountability and responsibility back to the cloud vendor and back to the you know, account executive because you have to just keep showing up. Because that customer, you know, what's the, the lifetime value of that relationship? So it's really important that you service them well. Uh, and I think that's been something that's been really uh, cool to see being at Google these last two and a half years is just this notion of servitude and helping and identifying and solving problems. Like it's not just a tagline that you see from marketing. It yeah. truly is in the DNA of how we sell. Yeah. It's not just about these, you know big agreements every few years you renew. I mean, that's what enterprise software has felt like for customers for a very long time. It's felt transactional. And I think, uh, you know, it was an existential necessity to break that mold in a world where we're talking about, you know, uh, consume as much as you're going to need and you can go up and you can go down and we have to prove the, prove the model and prove the technology on a constant basis. And I actually like that kind of pressure from the partner side because you know, then I can model our business to to incent all those right behaviors because they drive right. more revenue at the end of the day. They drive deeper partnerships at the end of the day. So I actually I, I like this model a lot. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's it's rewarding. You know, it's hard. It's really hard, but it's rewarding. And it's yeah. uh, and it feels good. Yeah. We only win if the customer wins. And I think I, I like right. I mean, it's just a beautiful alignment there. So um, along these lines, you know, I think you were one of the early early-ish um, uh, big hires from, I think, other ecosystems. Now we've seen an <laughs> influx of people coming from all sorts of enterprise software companies, which has been great because I think just marrying that with uh, what we feel as, as the best technology in the world, that enterprise institutional knowledge, enterprise go-to-market knowledge, uh, married with the best technology on the planet has, has just done you know, uh, remarkable things for 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 the for customers over the last couple of years. But you were pretty early in, in like the new generation, I would say. <laughs> There's yeah. a bunch of more people now that they're coming from similar places. But what was your uh, decision, you know, kind of rooted in as you came to Google Cloud? Because it wasn't like that was happening in mass two and a half years ago. It's happening in right. mass now, but you were early to recognize this. Yeah. So 
how how did you come about that decision? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I think that you know if you look at um, what was going on a couple of years ago, and it's even more so now. Uh, the conversation has shifted from, you know, should I go to the cloud to for what purpose and intent will I take this particular workload or this problem to the cloud? And so the conversation started to change. You were, you know, no longer educating customers on why cloud is good and versus the alternative. Um, And the cloud wars are shifting. So the, the cloud wars are shifting more to a data artificial intelligence, ML type of a solution, companies understand now they got to put their data to work to stay innovative and to remain competitive, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's, uh, we, we're pretty well recognized for that at Google. And I, I just sort of, you know, started getting early indications of that. I saw Google as a really worthy competitor. I was, uh, I started to look under the hood a little bit at what they were doing from a technology standpoint. And uh, I went through the interview process and I was just astonished at the people that I met and the way I was treated and just an incredible organization, humbling to uh, to even, you know, go through the process of interviewing, let alone come come to work here. And uh, I'm never looking back. It's an amazing, an amazing place to be. Another thing that we've seen evolve, uh, certainly in the TK sort of Rob Enslund era, and you and I experienced this together at a joint customer pursuit. Um, mm-hmm. Really, for the first time, it was very early in this new model, I think, that these conversations with Google Cloud from the enterprise and certainly some of the big deals you see announced, whether it's Sabre or Cleveland Clinic or Activision, they're multifaceted in nature. They're not really about data center migration and this cloud versus that cloud. They're, they're, They're sort of an all Google strategic transformational conversations and you and i were in the room together when one of these types of all-day meetings was taking place as the anchor of that conversation uh how have you seen that evolve and materialize just in the last even six months yeah i think um you you're absolutely i think you you stated it really well when companies think about innovation which is really top of mind for pretty much every uh CEO of an organization. They, they constantly have to be thinking about outpacing the market. Google is often on the top of the list for companies that they want to talk to from that, that standpoint. Um, and we bring a lot to bear there. You know, Alphabet is an incredible set of organizations with really smart people who are highly collaborative. And I think the, the thing that's in the DNA that's a thread through all of Google is the notion of like, give me the biggest challenge that you got and I want to try to go solve it and make that go away for you and make it better. And so that's the, you know, the power of, of one Google. Um, and it's really, it, it's, a, it's, it's nice to see that level of collaboration, not just within Google Cloud, as you mentioned, but across the, you know, the larger organization. What was most eye-opening for me in that last experience uh, with you and your team was, I've sat in like one or two of those in the past, and it's always been like, okay, the Google Cloud team is going to come in, you know, with some resistance from other parts of Google and sit into this larger conversation with a very, very important customer. And it was like the sideshow and it was a little bit of that, you know. Um, and we sat in like the whole day with this one customer we're talking about. And maybe I'm a little biased, but to me, like the cloud conversations were the most interesting to the executives. That's when they got really energized. That's when they were um, moving in their seats and asking questions. And I was like, oh my God, like 
this is now the most interesting part of the broader Google relationship of, you know, what cloud yeah. can do, which was not something we felt five years ago. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I, I know which customer you're referring to, which is a large consumer packaged goods company. They're not a, a digital native tech company. Not at all. Yeah. Um, and the CEO is, is uh, while he's a charismatic, impressive, you know, um, leader, he's certainly not a technically minded leader. And I agree with you. He was really engaged in that conversation because I think that the, what he wasn't expecting from that is that we were so focused on the outcomes, how we could improve products, how we could align to the things that he spoke about. He, he talked about environmental sustainability and all the things that keep him up at night when he opened the day. And there are so many things that technology are just a means to an end. And we were tying back to that end that he opened with and cloud yeah. is the enabler to, to do that. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting that you had that same observation. He really was, I think, most engaged during that session. We didn't. Even, we hadn't even debriefed on it prior to this podcast, so I'm I'm, I'm glad yeah. that like <laughs> we were left with the same impression. Um, look, one of the things that you know we can't talk about anything unless we talk about what a challenging year 2020 has been in all sorts of ways. Um, you know, and the first thing uh, starting from about three months ago was this uh, global pandemic, uh, married with sort of an economic crisis. Um, and it's been a very challenging time to, you know, from which to lead, I think, as people look at you uh, as, as someone who needs to lead the territory and the strategy and me as a sort of CEO of yeah. Sada, but also our customers, like in the executive seats of our customers where they're, you know, tens of thousands of employees are looking at them for leadership. And I think a lot of ways, a crisis is the best uh, test of culture. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it also tends to expose like every deficiency, every inefficiency, every part that has a little crack in it is, is breaks open and, and it's sort of uh, fully exposed, right? With all the vulnerabilities of anything, distribution, yeah. channels, um, logistics, business strategy, everything kind of, there's nowhere to hide. Um, right. So how, how have you dealt with that? Uh, from the Google Cloud perspective? And then what have you seen in terms of customer impact and how they're managing through these challenging times? Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll speak to the customer piece uh, first. And I think um, it's been really humbling and inspiring to see how customers have responded. I, I think I would largely say that customers fit in one of two categories. So one category is like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do, paralysis, stick your head in the sand and hope it blows over and that you can come out and just, you know, rise like the phoenix from the ashes. Yeah. And then the other is, whoa, this has exposed things. Never again. Let's move quickly. Let's just embrace what it is. Let's, you know, show our, our resiliency uh, and respond and, and use this as an opportunity to, to show these employees that work here why they, they work here and the things that we can do to respond and, and be great to the customers who are, are counting on us. Um, I happened to sit in on a CIO forum, a breakfast, a digital breakfast on Friday, and I was in a breakout room with a CIO of a really large healthcare system in Boston. And he talked about the fact that they went from um, pre-coronavirus about 750 tele-ER visits a week to now 65,000 patients they're servicing, which is just incredible. And he talked about the tech that has helped him to to, you know, um, enable that 
and just how much this has transformed their organization and that the, the company's really come along. You know, the IT staff has been, it's been hard work for them and they've had to, you know, long nights and whatnot, but that's nothing compared to what the, the you know, patients are facing. So it's all in the interest of better patient outcomes. Yeah, that's a great example. We do a lot of work in healthcare as well. And I think one of the things that's remarkable is um, the acceleration and digital transformation that is already underway. Like I thought, look, that'd be a couple of quarters of just stabilization and, you know, let's which way is up and all this other stuff. But, you know, so I thought, you know, I knew from like 20 years in business that every downturn actually creates acceleration of cloud adoption. Mm -hmm. We've seen a few. Um, and each time there's been an increased demand for cloud and a, a, a faster decision making around the cloud uh, journey. But um, and but this is different because there was a it was it was married yeah. into a pandemic. Right. There was a global health right. crisis at the same time. What's remarkable it to me is how quickly in this quarter the acceleration uh, was felt. Yeah. Well, and Tony, I have to say, like, kudos to you and the SADA team for modeling the way. I mean, the work that you did with Google and HCA on the National Response Portal was awesome. That was I mean, really that, cool. that's what I'm talking about. Like, you you could have, you know, taken this, this uh, the backdrop of this pandemic and sort of fretted over it. But instead, you know, you, you seek to solve and you rally your team. And it's been incredible what you're what what you've produced there. It's, it's, thank you. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. I, I appreciate it. Look, it was it was an amazing partnership. We love healthcare. Michael Ames does a great job leading healthcare for us at SADA and just, you know, alignment with Chris Sakalowski's organization and that whole team. And, you know, because we had years of doing work in healthcare, including Leahy in your backyard and others and the Bruce yeah. too. Um, you know, it was great, a great foundation for, for that. But I think, look, just like it's a test to culture of, you know, companies, that we serve, it's also a test and culture of us for us. And when we did our weekly town halls, which we're still doing, the conversation is mm -hmm. always like, how are people doing? You know, first bullet. The second bullet is how are we giving back right now? And that was just one of the ways that we rallied in our engineering teams and design teams and partnership with Looker and Google, Google Cloud and, and put something out there that the, you know, the, the country could benefit from. Um, but part of the experience is, and healthcare is a good example, but there's others that, you know, they can, uh, th these customers who have often been slow to make decisions, um, they cannot wait anymore. And there's one or two, one of two things they have to do, and sometimes both. One is, inc you know, incredible cost savings. Like they need to experience massive cost savings now. So the pathway of that leads through cloud inevitably or the other one is you know just rapid digital transformation they have to digitize their business they've been sitting on it for some time but it has to happen now and again the pathway you know leads through cloud and your example around telemedicine is one that i've used in the last couple of weeks because it's one example of what i feel is uh is, is a type of permanent uh behavior uh of a change mm -hmm. of behavior in, uh, on, uh, in, in, on behalf of the customer, the consumer, in this case, the patient. There was, I think, you know, years where telemedicine was an option, but the, the sort of the, uh, the habits around how like a doctor visit happens was always construed as like, has to be in person, not as good remote. 
it wasn't until you know ma- you know major parts of the population were forced to have a right. doctor visit that was through a experience much like the one you and I are having now that they got to experience that uh, this type of visit can actually be pretty good 80 to 90% of the time. And so that broke their preconceived notions around yeah. being subpar to an in-person visit. There's other examples of this, of course. Uh, my wife uh, and I debated all the time about why does she go to the supermarket anymore when there's Instacart and Postmates <laughs> and all these right. things for years. And she's like, I have to go and I have to feel the tomato. And I was like, okay, but now like she, she was, she's been using Instacart. She's like, this is great. Why haven't I done this you know, yeah. in my life? So I think customers are realizing, and this is a real challenge for, for, for all of our uh, customers we serve, is that for them to serve their customers, they have to provide um, these digital options. And in fact, some of those digital options may come to the forefront of just how they sell, service, support their right. clients, regardless of what industry they're in. And some of those behavior changes will absolutely be permanent. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I don't know if you happen to catch the interview with the Lowe's CEO last week. He talked about, um, you know, even pre-pandemic that their dot-com business was growing 80% as a result of moving to, to Google Cloud. And in April and May, they've realized triple-digit growth and they're doing things like digitizing curbside pickup. And, you know, I think it, it, we can kind of point to that phrase that necessity is the mother of, uh, of innovation, right? And we're seeing that play out in spades these days. Yeah, no, I, so. absolutely. And I think this is the area where Google Cloud can truly shine because, again, we're, uh, look, it's important to be really good at moving mainframe workloads and other VM workloads and infrastructure. We have to be good at that and we have to win at that for sure. And we have to be cost competitive. Yeah, that's kind of table stakes though, right? I mean, I think that is, has become table stakes. Yeah. But then I think where Google truly differentiates itself is above the stack. Um, I think a lot of it driven by the experience Google has in running so many applications at scale that are transformational applications for decades now, right? Taking that into every customer and allowing like democratizing access to ML and AI and all yeah. these other things is, is is really some of the more exciting work. But I think you know we still have to win the table stakes to sometimes play you know in the other arena. Right. So we have to be good at both, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think on the AI front, you know, I talked to a lot of customers who maybe have gone down the path with one of our competitors, and and they're now you know, facing a decision or really truly evaluating more deeply uh, artificial intelligence and and how that will manifest in new ways of putting their data to work and whatnot. And, you know, we do get a lot of great press. Like, I think there's a lot of validation that our tech is is great. But let's take as a notion it's only one or two percent better. Now extrapolate that out at scale. That can mean millions of dollars for an enterprise. Now, let's say that it truly is 5, 10, 15, 20% better. That is, that's like, that's really, you know, worthy of deeper conversation and worthy of consideration. For sure. Like some of our customers who are on the digital native side, um, if they don't have some other weird, you know, reason for sticking with the status quo in their former cloud decision, like if they have a true bake off with you know, engineering-minded people choosing the platform, they almost always choose Google Cloud. It's just like, they see what mm-hmm. we see. Uh, it's easier to use. Some of the most important standards in the world, whether it's Kubernetes, TensorFlow, you call it like we're invented at Google and open source, right? They get all that. Uh, the challenge in the enterprise is getting the enterprise decision makers to see the same thing of what the digital natives are seeing. 
Um, right. We, no, we, we, we love actually taking some of those corp examples and then taking them to the enterprise and like, look what they did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, because those are the organizations that are seeking to disrupt the enterprise. So there's a reason to pay attention to the way that they're operating because they might be modeling the way for you might be playing catch up to those <laughs> those digital natives. You know, like Wayfair is one of our most loyal clients yeah. that we're really, you know, honored and, and humbled uh, to have in New England. And they're just on a path. I mean, Wayfair is killing it. And it's because they they truly at their at their heart consider themselves a tech company. Totally. And they've bet their their whole storefront on uh, on Google Cloud. Shopify, of course, great Canadian example. They're crushing it right now. It's so funny you framed it that way because I've heard very few people say it. I said, you know, we serve two, two types of customers. Uh, the enterprise who are all to some capacity facing an existential crisis. And then all the digital natives who are for every one of them, there's a hundred of those trying to disrupt right. what they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, That's right. Yeah. Let's talk about culture and leadership because... That's really important to us at SADA. We actually learn a lot and are influenced quite a bit by, by Google's sort of ethos um, more broadly, but also sort of individuals at Google that we learn from by working very closely with them. Um, uh, how, are you, how are you leading right now, uh, your teams? Yeah. And how, how do you sort of doubling down on the culture uh, within, within your, your team and your org uh, in these trying times? Yeah, it's a it's a really I'm I'm glad you brought this topic up. It's it's one that's important and I think on on the top of everybody's mind. Um and in New England, we've hired 30 people in the last 3 months who so people that I've never met before but are part of my organization. And I think what we're finding is that there's real um, you know, cohesion through isolation. Like I think somebody said it best that there's you know, we're not all in the same uh uh, boat, but we're all in the same storm. People are experiencing this differently based on what their setup is at home and what their, you know, health status is and all of that. So I think it's important to just kind of get back to basics and humanize the organization for every individual. Check in with people, check in with each other, check in with your team. Um, I think this is a real test of adaptability, uh, of resilience, and, and you see just a level of um, vulnerability that maybe was not exposed before, yeah. you know, this type of a, of a setup. Uh, and for, for us, I think it's actually brought our team a little closer. I, I feel like we have this, this just sort of unspoken tightness amongst my leadership team because we're all facing this together. Uh, I actually so, agree with uh, you. Yeah. It's, it's been very surprising to me as, look, we, we, we worked in a distributed fashion. Now, multiple offices, of course, several people that don't work in, any of the nine cities that we have offices, but work elsewhere. And it's been part of what we've had to evolve into the last five years because our customers were all over the place and talent was where wherever the talent was. So that's where we hired them. But, um, but you know, and I still think there's merit to being able to get together in person and, and, and sort of, uh, it's a very human thing, right? But, sure. but, but what's been surprising is uh, the level of, I think, cohesion, the level of, um, vulnerability, whether, and it's a very personal thing, like inviting someone it to is. your house every day for your video calls. <laughs> yeah. We used to be like, oh my God, make sure everything is tidy, you know, the kids and the dog. And I'm like, you know what? This is my life. Like I live this like life. this. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We live like that. And video call becoming the standard, which again, for people on, you know, G Suite and the Google 
way of working. It's been like that for a while, but see all these new people who are adapting to the video call being uh, the new phone call. And, and I agree with you also that our teams, the way they're working within teams and across teams, I'm just so proud of because in some weird ways, we're working more tightly with more empathy and more closely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been it's been it's been really great great but but of course in our in our business there's no like we haven't felt uh the the massive decline in demand for what we do like in some industries so we're very blessed very very fortunate for that yeah Yeah. but at least like if we work really tightly together we can serve our customers who are having challenges whether it's financial or cash flow or strategic and and you know being in that uh, modality to be able to help better because we're working um, more in tune internally is I think um, really great for, for everyone. Yeah, agree. Agree. And I, I think to your point, you, you said it best, it's a very individual uh, experience. Everybody experiences things individually in, in their own way. Um, and I think recognizing that and giving people the, the space uh, and making it okay to just, you know, you, you got to take care of yourself and your family first. Uh, you know, Google Cloud will be here. We'll we'll be here to serve our customers, um, but we can only do that and, and show up as our best selves if we're taking care of one another. Totally, totally with you on that. Again, we've learned a lot just by working so closely with Google. We we couldn't, you know, do some of the things that Google did when we were much smaller, or think the way, or operate that way. But as we're getting a little bigger, things are becoming more possible for us, and we like to. To mirror our, our, you know, our, our one and most important partner as closely as possible. Because so I think at the, on the ground with customers, I think it creates the continuity in the customer experience when we're when they're talking and dealing with someone yeah. at Google versus Sada. It feels the same way, and I think that's important for that continuity of that engagement model. Yeah, and we see that, Tony. We we see that our team loves working with Sada. They love engaging with you. It's it's. Uh... When we see your your team show up at a customer call, it's often like not clear who's Sada and who's Google because <laughs> of, of that that partnership, that strong partnership that we have, which is which is great to hear. And I think that you know that culture, um, that that sort of um, care that you show for the employee, it also manifests in a great customer experience because they're not coming up with a you know they're not coming to the table with a bunch of stress over them. They can engage in a way that you know allows them to put their best foot forward. You're not asking for impossible outcomes. You're just asking for them to show up in the best way that they can. You know, we learned that a while back that it's impossible to deliver an exceptional customer experience if you don't have a great people experience within the company. Right. You just can't. We're we're in like we we're in the services business. Like, how can you show up if you know you're not uh, you feel stressed over? hygiene factors at work or something with your manager or whatever. Right. Be, right? So taking care of our people is important. Uh, we also think about the entire, you know, just like we think about the customer life cycle, we think about the entire, you know, SADA employee life cycle. Like we want every moment from that first recruiter call, getting the job or not getting the job or staying three years or staying 10 years. Like at any point, wherever you may exit, we want the person to feel like, they're going to speak highly of the company because their experience right. is great, even if they didn't get the job or even if they left after three years. You know, I just think that's really important. It is. It is. Yeah. It humanizes uh, the, the logo that they see, right? This, behind every logo, it's just a bunch of people trying to, to be the best they can be. 
Speaking of New England, we're very, very close to another offer in market. I'm happy to announce exclusive. Nice. By the time this podcast goes out, hopefully the person will be enrolled. But uh, we're Great. excited about that. Uh, we're also learning and we've learned that, you know, achieving like accolades on a global scale is like cute and everything. But at the end of the day, <laughs> like we have to show up on the ground for each customer for each Google leader in territory, specialized, focused, and uh, that started to work well as we put more leadership on the ground and more, 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 uh, more people on the ground. And I'm really proud of the types of people we're able to, you know, attract and recruit and retain um, these days. Because part of it is like people are super excited about working with Google Cloud and this ecosystem. You yeah, know? and uh, yeah. they feel like Sada is a good a platform from which to do that. So look forward to that, Tara. Much more. Wonderful. That's great news. Thank you. Yeah, that's good to hear. Looking forward to that. Any last words of wisdom? Um, no, I think just, you know, thank you for the time. Thanks for the, uh, the chat. It's always good to connect with you, Tony. And I wish you and the SADA team uh, a great year. Thank you so much for making the time. It was great to have you on Cloud and Clear. I'm sure our customers, partners, everyone's going to learn a lot this conversation and i just really appreciate the partnership here thank you thanks tony thank you for listening to cloud and clear check the show notes for links to this week's topics and don't forget to connect with us on twitter at cloud and clear and our website sada.com be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app